All right, listen, guys, I get it. Many of you are unable to financially support this ministry because you're spending your cash and your lives on raising young children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Praise God for you and that endeavor. However, algorithms are a thing. Shadow banning, sadly, is a thing. And one major way that you can help to expand the reach and effectiveness of this ministry that doesn't cost you a dime is by spending just a few moments leaving us a five-star review. Also, perhaps even more effective than that, you can share our podcast with a friend. We hope you'll take the time to do so. Thank you so much. God bless. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Let me say it like this. I believe that the Bible teaches a tithe. You might say, well, not in the New Testament. Okay. Remember, I'm a theonomist. Well, I thought you were a general equity theonomist. What's the general equity of 10%? It's 10%. However, that said, what did the tithe pay for in Israel? That's the question. R.J. Rushduni, Gary North, many of the theonomists of old have done some incredible work on the law of God as applied to economies in our modern societies today. And the reality is that there were many things that the tithe would address, that it would cover in Israel that churches today don't cover. And for the record, I don't think that's just because the church in America is so horrible. I think the church in America is horrible, but for a lot of other reasons. Now, there's a lot of things that the church can't cover today. One, because people don't give today. And people don't give today because, in part, sin, greed, idolatry, but also in part, Because they're already paying a large percentage of that 10% tithe to the state to care for things that the church ordinarily would care for. The church would provide for welfare only if the family failed. People say, well, the state shouldn't do it. It should be the church. Well, technically, that's also wrong. No, fathers do it. 1 Timothy chapter 5, the whole criteria that Paul goes over with Timothy is saying, Uh, Just because someone is a widow doesn't mean that she gets help from the church. Here are the conditions. Here are the qualifications that must be met. She must be a widow indeed, a true widow. She doesn't have sons. And, And think about this. This is first century. And this is the Apostle Paul who also writes that that wives should be keepers at home. And then he even says in 1 Timothy 5, he says, even if she has a daughter, let the daughter find a way to provide. Like like Ruth, who provided for her mother-in-law. But if she doesn't have any family that is capable of caring for her needs, now we've established that in practical terms, she is a widow indeed. Now let's look at the spiritual terms. Is she faithful? Right? If a woman is a widow, but, but not really, she's a widow because she's been married seven times and divorced, and she chose not to have children because she's a feminist, and she was foolish, and she wasn't a part of the church, 
If the church has infinite resources, then you feed her. As often as you have opportunity, do good to all, but especially the household of faith. That's Galatians 6. But because the church doesn't have infinite resources, then if you have to choose between the faithful widow and the blue-haired feminist widow, the feminist widow starves and dies. Glory to God. Glory to God. God is glorified by that. Not because we're spiteful, not because we're hateful, but because obedience glorifies God. And if we can only choose one, we start with a household of faith. That is a commandment that the Scripture teaches. If we can feed them both, we feed them both. We're not spiteful or vengeful. What we're saying is that the church is finite. So families, welfare, the ministry of welfare falls on families, particularly fathers. If that line of defense breaks, the free safety is the church first for the faithful. And then the next backdrop is nothing. It's over. It's done. Never the state. Never the state. Because if you want a job done poorly, you hire the government. The government, through welfare, produces welfare. It multiplies poverty. That's what it does. So the tithe would cover some of these things. Remember what Samuel said to Israel when they asked for a king? Before there was a king in Israel. And they looked at the other nations who had a king and they wanted to be like them. And Samuel says this. He says, if you have a king, he's warning them. And this is God's word. He's a prophet. God says, tell them this. And he says, as a, as a stark threat, like a terrible warning, they would ordinarily slow people down, cause them to reconsider. He says, if you have a king, he'll require 10% of your resources, your cattle, your livestock, your produce. And your sons will have to fight in his armies. And, and, and that was supposed to be, <laughs> feel the context of this text, that was supposed to be shocking. Now, think of state tax. Praise God, we're in Texas, we don't have one. But think of federal taxes, property taxes, and everything else. Wouldn't 10% be awesome? How far beyond 10% have we gotten? And Samuel, the Lord through Samuel, is saying 10% is bad. And we're way beyond that. Because we have this massive civil leviathan, the state, that's doing all these things that it's not called to do. People say, we want small government. Okay, well, the way to have small government is theonomy. See, that, that's the irony. People think, I don't like theonomy because I'm, I'm a libertarian. I'm a small government guy. And I, I don't want the government to be involved in in. in you know, enforcing this law or this thing over there. No, 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 no. The beauty of God's law as applied to the civil magistrate is the first thing that it would do is it would tell the civil magistrate, get out of all this stuff, all this junk that you're not supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be doing schools. You're not supposed to be doing welfare. You're not supposed to be doing Medicaid. You're not supposed to, like, and immediately your taxes would be slashed to a third. 
So all that being said, back to the tithe, one of the reasons why I don't talk about it all the time and one of the reasons why I'm incredibly sympathetic as a pastor, just for the record, my household, we tithe 10%. But I encourage Christians that I do believe it's a command, but I encourage Christians just like I believe wives working at home is a command. I encourage people that I think the goal is trajectory. And we are living in a trying time and right now, it's hard to give 10% to the church when the state's taking 30. And so I think that ministers should be sympathetic in that regard and say it's going to take time to work towards that. In the same way, it's hard to say you should have you know, five kids and your wife should be barefoot in the kitchen, pregnant with your six, making cookies, not working outside of the home. Like, I'm, I'm being facetious, but that scene is a beautiful scene. I, I love that. That's awesome. That's a thing to work towards. That's a glorious thing. That's a good thing. Um, but that's a hard thing. And to say, well, it's always been hard. No, mm-mm. it hasn't always been this hard. It hasn't. To say that it's always been equally hard in every place is naive. That is to misunderstand human history, it's to misunderstand economics, it's to misunderstand governments, and it's to misunderstand the compounding consequences of sin at a societal level. And the effects of 70 years of feminism and what that does to a wallet. Remember, we've talked about Christians being shrewd. This is part of it. Not just Jesus in my heart. Let's start there. But also Jesus over governments, Jesus over Wall Street, Jesus over the banks, Jesus over markets, Jesus over all. We have to think about these things if we're going to claim to be serious about obeying all of Christ in all of life. All right, all right, all right. Stop twisting my arm. I know you want to hear the inside scoop. Here it is. The glorious vision of Right Response Ministries for the first half of next year, 2023. We have not one, not two, but three massive endeavors that we will accomplish by the grace of of God. The first you already know about. It's our Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference. This is selling out incredibly fast. By the time this commercial airs, you may not even be able to get a ticket. I, I, I really don't know. So don't waste another moment. Go to rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com to join us for the Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference next year. Now, this is where you come in. We need your help. Our next two endeavors are number one, a documentary style film, and number two, a brand new studio. Both of these things are seeking to accomplish one primary goal, which is excellent, high quality, glorious Christian media. We are tired of, of as Christians, doing things poorly. We've done our best with what we have, but by God's grace, we want to do even better. This is not going to be just another video. This is not going to be a sermon or an interview or a podcast, but we're going to make a documentary style film. And we're going to be hiring Nathan Anderson, the director of On Earth As It Is In Heaven, a very, very successful post-millennialism documentary that's on Amazon and YouTube, came out a couple years ago. He's going to be flying in from Chile to help us direct this film. And our documentary is going to be on postmillennialism and theonomy. 
why it's biblically valid, why it's absolutely necessary, and why, by the grace of God, theonomy and postmillennialism are currently on the rise. So we're going to make this film, and we need your support. And not just this film, but we're going to make all of our videos and podcasting and everything we do here at Right Response Ministries better. We want to achieve the highest level of quality and Christian excellence that we possibly can. That's where the new studio comes in. This new film, our our date that we're shooting for is that it would be complete and publicly available in May or June of 2023, next year. The studio, our goal is that it would be completely done in its construction and the equipment and the setup and the stage and everything by January, February of 2023 next year. We need your prayers. We need your encouragement. And for those of you who are willing to do so, we need your generous support. You can give towards these endeavors by going to rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Again, that's rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Thank you so much for all your help. God bless. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, Before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.